0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandro, The podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and of course her favorite wines.
1: Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau and I'm talking with Marla Badrosian, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Marla is an amazing woman here in Sonoma County and I thank you so much for being with us today. We are here at your lovely home and vineyard site here in Sonoma County and uh, thank you for letting us be here. My pleasure. So Marla you are a New York girl.
2: I am. I grew up uh North of New York City, a suburb of New York City in Westchester County. And although I worked and played in New York City, my life really revolved around the country in Westchester County. We are raising our children in horse country, which is very similar to Sonoma County.
1: How does a New Yorker decide to to venture out into California wine country?
2: Um... Well, I think that for us, it really started with wine. It's all about wine for us. And and that combined with my career in the hospitality industry and my husband's career in real estate. So both Jeff's career and my career brought us to having opportunities to come and visit Sonoma and Napa County. And it's the place where we really felt that we we completely comfortable, happy, relaxed, almost took on different personalities when we got out here, and about 10 years ago decided this will be our forever place.
1: You built this beautiful home. How long did that take?
2: Well, actually from start to finish, from the foundation to moving my family in, was really only six months. Oh, wow. But we start we started building May 1st we were in by December 13th. However, there was a two- year process prior to that of getting through permitting Sonoma County regulations and everything else you one must go through when building a home in um, Sonoma County So it, it took two years but the from building to finish it was about six months.
1: Let's talk about the house Tell me about the style is this um, tell me how, how you arrived at this particular style.
2: So we wanted our home to be authentically local Mm -hmm. and sitting in the middle of a vineyard and already having a beautiful redwood barn on our property. We felt that a wine country barn type house that looked old, but was new was really what we were trying to accomplish. So the funny part of the story is that I drew the house on graph paper during Hurricane Sandy in New York oh a bunch God. of years ago while my husband was out here on a business trip and was tasting wine because he couldn't get back to New York for a week. but um I did. I grew the I drew the uh, the house plans on literally graph paper from my son's um, eighth grade binder. And that's really where it all started. And the whole idea was that we wanted to have an open um, concept where we brought the outside in and we brought the inside out. So as you could see from looking at the house, all of the doors open up because we really wanted outside living. And that was one of the things that really drew us to Sonoma County. Um, we're all about um, inclusion, and if we can include the outside inside and the inside outside, it just makes us really happy people.
1: Well and your house sits perfectly on the top of this little hill.
2: Yeah so we like to say that um, there's nothing wrong with borrowing your neighbor's landscape and I think that's exactly what we've done. As a matter of fact they love to come over here especially in the fall and see just what we see of their property because it really is spectacular
1: they can admire their own yeah exactly
2: (laughs) (laughs) but we like to go down there too and look up here sure so we share in each other's delights
1: absolutely and this is like a perfect summer evening a great backyard and a wonderful garden back here so you like gardening
2: I do I never did and that's the other funny part of this is that those who that know me so well in New York Keep asking me, who are you? When they see my postings of gardens and lettuce and fruit and trees and um, everything that we have put into the ground. And, you know, it really all started for us where I was studying what kind of insects we should bring into the vineyard to help cross pollinate and insects that were good for the vineyard. And it turned into something uh, more for us as a family. And we have now built gardens all throughout our property where we set them up at the beginning of the season. And all of the farmers who work our property in the vineyard next door to us, we give them these these pieces of property that they can far, farm fruits and vegetables for their families. And it's actually really quite a spectacular moment when you see people coming in to you know, tend to the gardens. And knowing that you are able to provide for these families, their fruits and vegetables for the summer. Um, It's just a make me feel good all the way around. And my kids have become completely engaged in the gardens and the property. And we come out every year in May and we start digging holes. And of course, um, the farmers help us tremendously because we get blisters coming from, (laughs) um, you know, coming from the city. But it's really become part of our brand and, you know, who we are.
1: So no gardens in New York.
2: Actually, that's another funny story. Um, My love for gardening actually started because in New York, I must have thrown a pumpkin overboard outside of our front porch at Halloween one year. And by June, living in the suburbs of Westchester, I had a pumpkin patch with 13 pumpkins that were growing across our front porch. Oh, my Lord. And our neighbors would drive by and say, what is going on with the pumpkin patch on your front landing? And, you know, we have a very traditional Center Hall colonial in New York. And I kept telling the landscapers and those that tend to our grass in New York, don't touch my pumpkin patch. And we ended up having enough pumpkins for all of my neighbors to share in. And it's kind of become the joke in our neighborhood, that we were the family with the pumpkin patch. And after that, I just felt like I had a green thumb, and we just brought it here. Oh, good. <laughs> Lucky you.
1: <laughs> I don't have a green thumb. So do you continue to have pumpkins in Westchester?
2: Well, every, um, every fall, I throw over some more pumpkins. <laughs> I smash them really hard in the garden. There was one year that we ended up getting um, some of the vines, but no no pumpkins surfaced. So it was that one unusual anomaly of a year that we ended up with pumpkins all over our front landing. So but at least
1: it provide the provided you with the inspiration to have a garden here. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've done quite well. How much time do you spend here in Sonoma County?
2: So, um, I'm back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, um, I've been raising my children in New York. Um, Now that they are all of college age, um, I will find myself here more frequently. Um, We kind of like to live with, you know, not making any definitions of who's where and who's who, and it kind of makes life exciting. So now that I have three kids that are not full-time at home, I can jump on a plane and be out here. So I'm really excited for the future this year. Once we get through um, soccer season, which is in the fall in New York, I plan on being out here much more than I do on the East Coast.
1: So maybe half the year?
2: Yeah, again. You can? Yeah, again, we, um, the one really nice thing about this opportunity we have in front of us is I don't have to say. I'll just come when I feel that it's right to be here, and I'll be in New York when I you know, feel that it's right to be there. I mean, we can't forget that I have two 13-year-old yellow labs at home, Hope and Saffron, who they miss their mother. So I do need to tend to my babies. Well,
1: you could put them on the plane too.
2: Too old.
1: Oh, seriously? Yeah. I've got so
2: many volunteers that want to drive across the country with me, but (laughs) they kind of like their house in New York. So that is one of the reasons why I will continue to go back and forth. Uh,
1: Curious. Is there something about you that people would be surprised to learn that you can tell us about?
2: Yeah, I always think it's funny when I tell people that I was a gymnast. And, oh, yeah. And a serious gymnast. I got into college for gymnastics. So I spent most of my childhood upside down and doing splits and walking on my hands when other people were walking on their feet. But it was a uh, it was a great experience for me as a gymnast um, growing up in a community um, with other gymnasts. I think that my gymnastics really... Um, attributed to, um, me being comfortable in my own skin. It takes a lot for a girl to, you know, walk across a balance beam in a leotard, um, and, uh, perform. So, um, similar to what a ballerina would probably tell you, but it was, uh, it, it was good for me from a professional standpoint, um, feeling good about standing in front of other people. And, um, for me, it was also a healthy uh, way of life. So yeah, I mean, when I travel with some of my um, business associates in the hospitality industry, and I can quickly do a cartwheel, they look at me and say, who are you?
1: So I'd like to see that myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is surprising. I had no idea. What advice would you give someone
2: that wants to move to Sonoma County? Do it and do it now. This is a great place to live uh we we find that the people of Sonoma County are so warm, they're so inclusive. They want to open up their homes to others. The I I don't like to say that the fires brought out the best in people because I always thought the best of people were right here. So for those that are considering moving to Sonoma County, there is so much to do. Um, there is so much to thrive on, even outside of the wine industry. Um, it's, it, it's a fabulous place, I think, to raise children and, you know, just to be in touch with the community and the environment. And what else is so nice about um, Sonoma County is that the people are so in touch with the environment and environment is really important to us and to our family. And it's really nice to see that People don't just talk about it, they also love it.
0: Thirsty for more on today's interview? Pre-purchase our soon-to-be-released book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County, and $10 will be donated to the Sonoma County Community Foundation Resilience Fund.
1: So you have uh, made a career change when you moved to Sonoma County. You added a new career to your existing career. But before we go into that, Curious to learn what was your first job ever?
2: Yeah, so I started in the hospitality industry.
1: Your first job when you were a teenager? Oh, a babysitter? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was an okay. awesome babysitter.
2: <laughs> I was such a good babysitter that I had I had one of those long-standing jobs where they claimed me every Saturday night for the next five years. (laughs) And, um, ironically, the family that I babysat for their kids, Jeff and I are dear, nearly best friends with the parents. And that's all through all of our love through wine. And they've been a huge part in, um, supporting us emotionally and, um, really spiritually in making this move to Sonoma County. And they have as much passion for wine as Jeff and I do. And it's funny because the father of these kids that I used to babysit for, his name is Marty, always tells me, you're doing what I always wanted to do. Keep going, kid. And that's what he always says to me. So that was my first job. And it was an amazing experience, and both of those girls are, you know, we laugh now when we realize I'm not that much older than they are, and why would they leave me responsible for their kids? And um, we all chuckle about it, but those girls really were like my little sisters, and, yeah, that was my job. That was your
1: job. Yeah. And then, and then you worked in the hospitality yep. industry and worked in the hotel industry. Uh, you still work in the hotel industry now. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so I'm in a I'm in the business that um, our platform is to bring people together, and um, you know I used to say that my job is to put heads in beds at the right price on the right night, but it's more than that. And what I've loved about hospitality is again, um, I think the theme word is inclusive. It's an industry that is so inclusive, and um, hospitality is just that. It's hospitality, and it's bringing people together. And it's creating experiences for people that they will always remember. And I really believe that that is also what drove Jeff and I to creating this um, vineyard in Sonoma County and now our wine label. And um, my kids will tell you on any given day, if my mom can be entertaining people in our home, again, bringing people together, it's just, it's, it, it truly is what makes me happy and there's just so many connections between people. And I really believe in that six degrees of separation and it's just not isolated to New Yorkers. It's actually everywhere. And it just, it's a matter of just stopping, talking, asking questions. And there's so many commonalities you find with people. Um, And I, I, that is what has intrigued me about, you know, the whole hospitality industry.
1: I think though, you're like this Um, You really have this magnetic personality, though, that makes you excel in that industry, I think. And I think makes you perfect for the wine industry as well. So you've you've jumped into the wine industry. You've built a home. You have this great vineyard. You've got some awesome neighbors, too. So let's talk about your wine label. How, How did you pick a name?
2: So it was actually hard to pick a name. Because everything we thought of was already owned by somebody else or there was a word in what we wanted that somebody else might have had. So um, interestingly enough, we or I reached out to one of my colleagues from my hospitality industry who I worked with and he's French and um, he was living in Monaco at the time and one of the English phrases that we really loved and that we were really focusing on for our brand was sourcing fruit from vineyards that were very, very in the, in the proximity of the middle reach of the Russian River. And the middle reach here of the Russian River is where the river swells in the winter. And the fruit is so unique and the flavors are so um, unusual, even for the Russian River Valley that um we've decided that the pinots and the chardonnays that come from this specific tiny little microclimate of the russian river the middle reach is really where we wanted to focus so we kind of came up with some english phrases that described who we were as a brand and one of the ones we came up with is okay well our vineyard is on the river so and we had a few others and the few others were probably taken by other people and um so my uh my very good friend and previous colleague I reached out to him and he said, "Oh, well, of course, Domaine de la Rivière." I said, "Well, what does that mean?" And he says it means vineyard on the river. I'm like, "Do you think that that's taken?" He says, "I have no idea what goes on in the US, <laughs> but you're telling me to describe your vineyard." So, um nonetheless, we uh we were able to trademark the name. We were super excited about it, actually shocked. That no one else had claimed that name and, um, because I think it really describes who we are. Our vineyard is um, right on the Russian River, and um, which we feel blessed with. Um, and also the fruit that we're going to be sourcing from for all of our future vintages will come from vineyards that are also located in this tiny, tiny little microclimate of the Russian River.
1: So let's talk about how many different varietals of wine do you plan to make?
2: Yeah, so we, um, we kicked off with inaugural release of a rosé of Pinot Noir. Um, it's called Shoshana, which is named after our daughter, Shoshana, who was not even of age to drink wine when we did it, although she thinks she's a rock star. Um, Shoshana translates to rose in English, so it was perfectly appropriate. And we have purchased fruit from our next-door neighbor, Chardonnay. Um, that's going to be called our next-door neighbor, Chardonnay. And um, from Kent Rosenblum, who's like the king of zens in the industry. So we're super excited that not only is he our neighbor, but that he would allow us to buy his fruit. And then um, our Pinots, we are, again, only sourcing fruit from the Middle Reach. So we'll have a Pinot, which we're going to be calling our, um, Middle Reach Vineyards which means that it's from Vineyards of the Middle Reach. And then we've got a really super exciting Pinot that we're going to be releasing. Um, we haven't confirmed the the name yet, um, but we're hoping that the vineyard manager who we're sourcing the fruit from allows us to use his name because he, in our opinion, is the rock star of the entire area. So I'm going to keep that one a secret.
1: Okay. You've got four Different wines, it sounds like.
2: Three varietals, but four different skews. yeah. Right.
1: And you have a pretty great winemaker. So let's talk about him.
2: Yeah, so Kale Anderson, um, he's the guy that made this all happen for us. And um, Kale was actually one of the first people that we met when we first purchased our property. And we met him, I would say, probably in 2011. And ironically it wasn't wine that connected us to him we were at a dinner in a vineyard which was beautiful but we were with our son who was um striving to be a division one soccer player at the time and met this like really cool dude at this dinner that we were at in the middle of a vineyard called kick ranch and they started talking about soccer and it was kale and at the time he was making wine for a different label and we over the next eight, nine years. We just stayed in touch. Um, we shared trials and tribulations of life and, you know, raising a family, having kids. And we had kind of dabbled in the idea of making wine. And that was never our intention when we first came out here, but we never said never. Um, we really wanted to learn how to farm the land before we jumped into the next program. And It was one of these incredible summer barbecue nights with a bunch of friends around us right here at our estate vineyard. And we were talking to Cal about the fact that we were going to be replanting the vineyard. And he turned around to us and said, well, you have to start making wine now because you need to start with the old and then bridge into the new. So he's the one who really created the idea that you need to do this now. And um, so we ended up... um, pulling our own fruit from the vineyard that we were just about to rip out, which is what started our 2017 Shoshana Rosé. And I mean, you could not have planned this better, but the top part of our vineyard, which we planted two years ago, is now ready to give us fruit for our 2018 Rosé. So we really did start with the old, and then we're moving into the new. So we're really excited about, um, you know, what we're doing on the vineyard, the replant. We believe that we are doing everything religiously possible according to what the land requires us to do so and kale is really involved in that but um yeah our label wouldn't be our label if we didn't have kale anderson
1: how many cases are you planning on producing
2: so we're um we're not planning on being anything bigger than small um and we um our first release was 170 cases of rosé We'll do 170 of our chard and maybe 200 of our pinot. Um, again, we never say never, but for right now, we're really considered on the small end. And um, my kids joke with me that our foundation to this whole wine label is that we just want to make awesome wines that we can share and enjoy with our friends. Hopefully, I'll be able to sell all of the cases that I just described to you, which I believe that we will be able to. But... Um, you know, we want to keep it small production. I really like to add in any personal um, touches um, that I possibly can, even if it means me running to the winery, grabbing a bottle of wine and hand delivering it to someone for their birthday. So those are the kinds of things that, you know, we, we want to make the experience that people have with our wine meaningful. And um, for right now, we're going to stay really super small and, um, we're really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, Jeff and I were in the vineyard all weekend, literally, like planting vines, vines. in the ground. <laughs> and um, I'm so glad that there's a nail salon in Healdsburg <laughs> that took care of my fingernails. So,
1: if someone wants to get a bottle of your wine, how do they go about doing that?
2: Yeah, so um, it's really easy. We are, um, there's really only one way to do it our website, domainrevier.com. And our shopping cart super easy to use. We are really um, just selling directly to the consumer. At this point, we don't plan on having distributors. We're not big enough. Um, but we are on some incredible wine lists right now, which we're super excited about in Sonoma and um, at a uh, really high-end grocery store in Healdsburg. So um, we've actually picked up some inquiries because of both of those um, relationships that we have. So... Website is really the only way to get our wine.
1: Just getting back to your career for a moment, can you tell me has has anyone influenced your career or been a mentor?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had um. I've had some incredible mentors in my career. Uh, uh, I couldn't even begin to name them all. Um, there's. Uh, is there one standout? Yeah, you know there really is. So at. Uh, um, I was with one company for 25 years and there was a, our president and then our chairman at the time, you know, he came from the sales side and he just taught me so many simple lessons about servicing, about enjoying what's in front of you, about things that really matter. And, um, I would really, he's the first person that I would think of that is a true mentor to me Um, he's now the chairman of a huge hotel company and, um, I know that if I reached out to him just with a question, he would give me the most simple answer of something that I might be making more difficult. But, um, yeah, I really, I credit a lot of my career to him and, um, of course to all of the, um, sommeliers and the heads of food and beverage at all of the hotels that I worked at for so many years. I uh, there were just so many people. It's hard to just pick uh, one person. That's understandable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to ask you five quick questions. Now, the point is not to think too hard on these, just to answer the questions as quickly as possible. Okay. Yes. So here we go. What designer brand do you wear the most? That's easy. Free people. What's the weirdest thing in your purse right now?
2: My heart monitor. Because I exercise like a crazy person, I <laughs> want to know how many calories I'm burning.
1: What's the last piece of candy you ate?
2: Well, that's easy because it was this morning after I worked out and it was peanut butter M and Ms in the red um the red packaging. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who
1: did you last send a handwritten note
2: to? Oh, that's easy too. Um, today, I sent it to some girl named Shoshana, who I don't know, and her father found our wine at one of the that um, the high end grocery store in Healdsburg, reached out to me through email, and asked me to send her some wine from him. And I suggested, why don't I do a personal note? Aww. So that was the that was the most recent personal note that I did. Last question.
1: What's one, and I know there's several, but what's one can't miss stop in wine country?
2: The Sonoma Coast.
1: Okay, thank you so much for sitting down with us today, Marla. My pleasure,
2: thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about wine country women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.